Welcome back to The Right Angle. We have got a show and a half for you, but we're all going to fit it in one show, which is kind of a special offer. The G-Man's here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Mo is here. <laughs> CC, as you know, we record this on Thursday, and CC was invited, I think, into the president's suite at the Southern Command of a certain football team down there, so he's not joining us, but... He's probably collecting intel for the next show. Let's hope so. Let's see if he finds out how many people were wearing masks at the football game. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, that's a very timely issue because a guy at work went to the Michigan University of Michigan football game, and he said the place was packed and maybe one out of 100 or one out of 200 wore masks. And I did watch some of the highlights, and I would verify that, that very few people were wearing masks. So... That's a good thing, especially in Ann Arbor, which is a fairly liberal town. Fairly liberal? <laughs> Do you think, is is it, is Ann Arbor still more liberal than uh, MSU territory, do you think? Where have you been, Mo? That is, <laughs> that is uh, the liberal headquarters almost for the world, I think. Yeah. It's, it's horribly, horribly liberal down there. As a matter of fact, I can't get out of my car when I go shop there with my wife. I say, I'm staying here. Oh, I really? Can't, I, no, yeah, I can't do it. Uh, I can't do it. But you have at least been to Zimmerman's, right? That that yummy uh, bread store or whatever they sell. I did park in their parking lot, but she did go in and get whatever they had that I needed. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't talk to anybody down there. Wow. Uh, without without the, uh, the idea that I might be going to jail. So, okay. anyway. All right. Um, just horrible. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I figured. I just didn't know if MSU was catching up with them or not. But they are, they are catching up with them. They're trying to. Yeah. But you know, I think, uh, I think Michigan's way out in front on that foot race. Right. Why don't you uh, kick us off with one of your, what I'm sure is many uh, things in your bag of tricks. Well, what one thing I want to point out that we you had just talked about when you said that there was about one for every 100 or 200 people watching the Michigan football game in a liberal town, extremely liberal, one out of 200 wearing a mask. To me, that sounds like somebody that would be going to watch the football game in their underwear. It's like, I would think everybody's looking at me if I'm wearing a mask because I'm so flipping stupid to do it to begin with. Yeah. That's so, a good point. And it, it I guess it, it, it does show you that people, A, are want to get out and do something, and B, they're sick of the hypocrisy and stupidity. And I know, again, this this won't come out on air until September, what, uh, 14th or whatever that day will be. Uh, but Joe Biden, apparently, I didn't hear it, but made some proclamation, signed some executive order that all federal employees have to be vaccinated by some date. November 1st or something. Did you, have you heard the late breaking on that? Um, ever since uh, they literally stole the election from the greatest president in U.S. history, I have not listened to any news about anything that has to do with a guy that should be in an assisted living place. But I did hear from one of my friends mm -hmm. about what he said, and she was extremely upset about it. And I said, hey, I'll get you off the ledge. I don't want you to jump. Everything's going to be fine. There are way 
more people in the United States of America that will refuse to get vaccinated than there are people that will follow his orders like sheep to go yeah. do it. Yeah. All of the data and all the research shows that even if you do get the vaccination, you can still get, you know, whatever whatever you get when you get it. Right. So it's not a it's not a fail safe thing. So you can't make anybody get it if they can still get it after they get the vaccination. <laughs> I, I mean, how stupid is that? Oh, and I know who is it? Joe Rogan, who I don't. I mean, I know who he is, but I don't really know him that well. And he got whatever and took a cocktail of crazy drugs and elixirs and the media was like hoping he was gonna not survive and so after he did in like three days they go well that's just because he's physically fit as if if he was fat and lazy then he would have really been in trouble but he takes care of himself so what do you know about that what a what a breakthrough in science that is if you're physically fit and take care of yourself you'll be healthier wow Exactly. That's what uh, everybody apparently that has been getting hit the hardest with this are people that smoke, are overweight, or have lung problems to begin with. Now, I know, I happen to know personally uh, a lady that I've known for 40 years that has had a double mastectomy. She smoked like a chimney. I don't know about her drinking or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, she's not fat, but she smoked like a chimney. And she got it and survived it hmm. and is, is back going full. And she's 72 years old Jeez. and she's going back to her job full steam. And it's a physical job. Huh. So it, having said that, basically what's happening here is, is that this flu that's going through here affects people differently, no matter what, yeah. whether you have the vaccination or if you don't, or whatever it is, it just affects them differently, and usually not at all. Yep. Now, I want to. I want to. I, I wrote this down just because I had to talk about this. There's a couple of other sticking points I want to tell you about. But okay. Here, I, I just want to show you everybody. Everybody goes to medicine like it's God. Mm -hmm. When when something's wrong with them, you know, I'll take this and I'll be better or whatever. I want to. I'm going to tell you a list of things that can happen to you if you take this certain medicine which is FDA approved. Okay, ready? You ready. have you have it's you're already working on cancer. It's called it's for advanced cancer that you have. So they gave you this medicine to take. When you take it while you have this advanced cancer, this is what can happen after you've taken the medicine. You can have a cough, chest pain, shortness of breath, diarrhea, constipation, irregular heartbeat, severe stomach pain, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, fainting, eye problems, extreme tiredness, change in appetite, rash, itching, confusion, memory problems, muscle pain, weakness in the joint, fever. Now, here I am struggling with the worst disease on earth, and my doctor saying, here, take this. It's going to cause all sorts of crap right. to go on besides what we're trying to heal on you now, okay? But if any of these 15 symptoms happens, we got more medication for you. All That's, of a sudden, you're taking nine pills for yeah. one thing. My point is, is, is that 
they, although my two best friends are doctors, two of my best friends are doctors. I've got several best friends. Uh, um, they don't. They do not have the cure all. They certainly don't for kung flu. We had that conversation several episodes ago about those ads on TV that just list the the laundry list of things that you got to be careful of if you want to take XYZ pill or drug or treatment or whatever. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know where that mindset comes from, but I know there's a, there's a book. In fact, it's got 66 books in it, I think, and it's called the Bible, which is always a good starting point. Uh, you think? Yeah. I got, I got, I just got a couple more on this point. Oh, good. We All right. On. Sweet. We, we can move on. I found out today uh, two different things that have happened in my school system. I've got no skin in my school system, okay? I, it just irritates me to no end how they run the school system, though. Here's two examples. All right. They had a brilliant athletic director that they finally got in there after having an extreme loser of an athletic director for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. They got this guy in. And all of a sudden, they have a football game, and the some of the some of the kids and the parents or whatever aren't wearing face masks, and so they're putting this liability on the athletic director, apparently thinking that he's supposed to be making everybody wear a mask, including the athletes. And he said, "If you feel comfortable not wearing a mask, go ahead and do it." They canned him. Oh my gosh. Not only did they can him, but he said, well, I guess this is, means I give you my two weeks. And they said, that won't be necessary. You can, In other words, you can leave right now. He, they're sitting there trying, they're, they're sitting there saying to this guy, you got to go out and police the fans. You got to make sure they're all wearing masks. Are you nuts? Are you so insane? The, yes. The, they, last I knew, they had an outdoor football stadium. So everyone who goes to the game... All the fans have to wear a face mask? That's what they're saying at the schools. Yes. They they want everyone to wear masks. Yes. Including the athletes. When they're on the sidelines, but including the athletes. athletes when they're on the sidelines. Gosh. Now you know what I want to do? After I've run ninety eight yards for a touchdown, <laughs> I want to run off to the side there and put a face mask over my nose. Right. So I can breathe less easy. I'll have to I'll have to check. I'm sure our football season started. In fact, there's a I'm sure if there's a home game tomorrow night, I'll mosey on down and see what the state of uh, small town uh, Michigan is. That's that is no, no, you won't in your town because <laughs> the second part of my yeah. thing has oh. to do with your town. In my town, there was a teacher that taught daycare type thing, but she's a teacher and she teaches in it. Okay. Okay. She's a young girl, 20-some, you know, early 20s. And they said to her, after teaching there for a year or two, you have to, you have, to have the vaccine. And she said, um, I'm going to be starting a, a family, you know, fairly yeah. soon. And, and I, don't, I don't feel comfortable taking the vaccine because nobody knows what it's going to do to you down the road. Yeah. And they said, you have to be vaccinated. I, I won't do it. They said, you're fired. Okay. So they canned her because she wouldn't be vaccinated after being there for a year at least. Okay. 
So she said whatever she said to him. Thank you. Goodbye. She went down to your town and got a job as the head person of the same unit of teaching down there. So they canned her in my town. She went to your town and is now making twice the salary she made at mine because she's running the place oh, in your town. Good for her. That's silver lining, I guess. State of education. That's about a D minus, I think, for our alma mater. It's going so bad that, as I told you, I think a couple of podcasts ago, all the administration except two have left. And I mm -hmm. know they all left because of what's going on. Some of them well, say, I'm, I'm close to retiring. It doesn't matter. What they're saying is, I'm close enough. I'm getting out of here now Yeah. before, before things get super ugly. And there's just those very few people that are running the school board that thinks that, right. you know, that they can, they have no business telling people anything about medical stuff, none whatsoever. But yet they're sitting there and passing judgment on people that don't get vaccinated or wear a mask. We'll see if it comes to a boiling point. It would be hilarious if like Biden drops out one day, Hare Whitmer the next and some school board members the next and I don't know what would become of them, but don't really care. Oh. Well, there's a special place for all of them. Yeah. That, that's and they're it. going there eventually, whether it's tomorrow or whenever. So, that's true. Uh, and I'm not talking about assisted living with, with Biden. So. No. Yeah, that'll be his intermediate stop. But um, all right. So here, here is a uh, somber but, but fittingly topic in a couple days from now, but it'll be a few days in the past when this gets heard, what, if any, September 11th memories or like one of those days where, I mean, when it happened, you'll never forget what you were doing or where you were. Can you share those with our growing listenership? I sure can. I know exactly where I was. Amazingly, I'll preface this by saying I, I did not know where I was when Kennedy was shot. But <laughs> Okay. I do know that I was uh, working at my job mm -hmm. and, and I, I, when I go by this house every once in a while, I tell my wife, I go, I was on that corner of the house when I heard this. And I remember hearing a plane going into the, into the tower. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, God, that's weird. Was he blind or, you know, what was the deal on that? And I, I'm, I'm working away, working away. And I don't know, 20 minutes later or whatever it was, the second plane hit. I'm going, what, what you know, what's going on? You know, obviously nobody knew it was a terrorist thing. I didn't know it at the time. I just thought it was really weird that two planes hit the, the towers. And I thought maybe they were like, you know, little Cessnas or Beechcraft yeah. plane. I didn't realize they were passenger airliners and, and that it was done on purpose. So I do remember exactly where I was when, wow. when that when that occurred. Yeah, I even I, remember who told it on the radio. So Yeah, I, I remember being at work. And uh, the same thing, the first one happened and then the second one did. And I just vividly remember a guy who was in IT looked at me and he said, just in that, like the humblest kind of shaky voice, Mo, what's going on? And that was, I mean, he was a guy who didn't get ruffled easily. And obviously the aftermath, I think what I remember most is just looking up in the sky and seeing no planes, you know, the, the trails that the jets leave and just for those next several days, how eerie and spooky and 
just it was just like one of those most real things that just got into the pit of your stomach. It took me a while to absorb everything that happened. And, you know, I, I heard them say that they were taking Bush to the to the basement bunker or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and you know, to get him. And I, I just it just took me a while to grasp actually what was going on. And of course, I didn't see anything. I didn't see the TV or the right, you know, the pictures or anything. But I suppose if I had, it would have been a lot more devastating. But um, anyway, it did do one thing, as you know, it brought America closer together because I have never in my lifetime seen more American flags flying from cars and and homes and on sides of the sidewalk and stuff that I did after that happened. Yeah, there was a good long period, obviously tremendous support for what became the the war and how that eventually kind of got bungled, but for, I don't know, six months, uh, eight months or something like that. It was definitely a time of relative unity. And I mean, God forbid something similar happened today. You know that the outcome would be entirely different in terms of people coming together. It would, I mean, just look at Afghanistan for a, for a look at that. It's just, it's just super sad in 20 years how things can change. Well, it's it's ultimately super, super sad how things change in eight months. Yeah, that's, that is even, yeah, it's like you're going down the hill and then suddenly instead of slowing down, you're picking up more and more speed. Exactly. And as we know from our days sledding, that usually ends poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that hill at your house. That was quite steep, and I do remember you had trees at the bottom of it. So I'm sure you've got a couple of marks on those babies. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, in yeah. fact, it's September 11th, because of that, in the business I was in at the time, the uh, wholesale building products business, our business got horrible, and there were several of us that got laid off about three months after that, and that caused me to change sort of careers and sort of reboot and restart and take a whole different direction, which I think that part of it ultimately was good because otherwise I would have just continued in, you know, making pretty good money, but not really something that I had a love for. So I'm not saying I'm glad that happened, but at least something good personally came out of it for me. But did that did did that affect your business at all? I know you're in a kind of unique business, but did was there any impact at all? None whatsoever. And as a matter of fact, speaking of that, with this kung flu mm-hmm. as of last year, I think I was. I think without joking, I think I literally was one of maybe two or three cars that went down our major road in our town for a couple of weeks while I was working and I never slowed down. And I think I had my third best year ever last year. Hmm. Uh, and, and I do not know why that is. Yeah. It just happened to be set up that way. And I, I didn't, I didn't lose a step. Right. So between those two things, I, I haven't, nothing's, nothing stopped me. And we both have something that, uh, that we can relate to. We both had things happen to us in life that were 
literally career changing, and we made we made very good out of our choices. Yeah. So that means that all you losers out there that are sitting oh, hey, around a, doing nothing that aren't oh, listening sorry. to this show, but okay, yeah, so yeah, that you means, could, yeah, you can tell people who are losers who aren't listening to this show continue. Okay, that's what I that's what I'm going to talk to them about. Okay, I'm going to say you can do something positive with your life if you choose to do so. Oh, I sounded like a preacher, but I am a reverend. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, a reverend and almost a reverend. What else is on your list? I did see something when I was at Target the other day that really kind of just kind of got my craw. Uh -huh. And it was I was in looking for band-aids for myself because I use them by the bulk. And there was a box of band-aids that said on it they were they were two different colors and they said our tone our tone t-o-n-e in other words our color uh-huh and i thought why does it have to say our tone you know what if what if you or i were to tell band-aid to put white supremacy on our box yeah you know of band-aids i i just you know it just put the band-aids out there and say band-aids and they're they're brown or they're dark brown or whatever but it's our tone you know this is ours not yours i'm gonna start buying those and using them you should so they were yeah. it was just like a selection like regular something 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 our tone yeah it was just band-aids that were colored I'm, I'm sorry that were how do you say it I don't no they were it. yeah they're they're colored a different color i guess yes they're colored a different color and it's our tone I thought, geez, you know, you want to put another big shim in the divide here by right. doing that kind of stuff? Don't do that. Just just make them and put them out there. Everyone's going to know what they're for. It's, it's so weird. Little things bother me now, Mo. Yeah, like ace bandages. What what color are those? You know, that you wrap your knee or wrap your ankle in or something? Do they have... You know what they're going to do now that you said that. They're going <laughs> to yeah, have our, our ace bandage. Where does it stop? Yeah, you you have to just go about your business, and you have to know that everyone is pretty much the same, yep. regardless of their color. Yeah, of course, whoever owns them, I can't even remember who took Aunt Jemima, completely yeah. decimated the image and the name, and I think Uncle Ben's rice or whatever. I think they did the same thing with that. <sighs> and interestingly enough, I don't know if you researched Aunt Jemima. Yeah. But she was put on that syrup thing because she had advanced her career somehow to the point where where she was this, this really super good black woman. And they, they decided, hey, let's put her on the yeah. on the syrup thing there. And, and, and then they go and they take it off without even knowing what happened. Yeah, I, I emailed. I can't remember who owns them, if it's Procter & Gamble or I don't remember. But I, I emailed them and I said... Due to your cowardice, I will never use this product again. And they said, well, it still has the same great taste. And it's got some weird name now. I don't remember what it's called because we don't buy it anymore. But <laughs> You should have said, still has the same great taste. Not the one in my mouth after I saw that. <laughs> you removed it. There's this extremely bad taste in my oh mouth my because of you. Yeah. You pukes. Oh, I, I got it back on. <laughs> you got the horn just in case yeah, yeah. okay okay that's well right. 
you I don't you probably don't experience this next phenomenon because you don't work in an office building. But in the, the couple that I've worked in, of course, they've all got fire extinguishers every, you know, 100 feet or in every office or whatever it is. And there's a company that sends out a guy who walks around and just checks the fire extinguishers and like puts his initials on them every okay i mean how, how would you like to be that guy <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm sure it's not more than one in a thousand that he actually you know is bad or defective or it's not i don't even know what he does if he like squirts some stuff out of him or what but <laughs> yeah how does he know it still work <laughs> How do you test them? I don't know, but it's, gosh, I just can't imagine getting up and and doing that every day. I just thought of that today when I was walking around and and seeing one of them at work. But what a racket, because I, I don't know how much you have to pay them every month, or I'm sure it's per fire extinguisher, but I think they make up pretty well. It would be interesting to know what, what his uh, pay would be to do something like that. Like you say, you wake up every morning and go, oh, man, I get to go you know, put my initials on fire extinguishers. I'm glad I quit my job of watching paint dry. <laughs> this is much more exciting. Again, to our growing audience, we never talk to each other about the topic. So everything we ask is not off the top of our heads, but the answers are. So what are your thoughts on coincidences? Give me an example of what you're talking about. Do you believe in coincidences like that just happened at the right time to the right person? I mean, I've had a lot of things in my life that I don't know if I would call coincidence or because of this happened, this happened, because of that happened, that happened, and it just leads typically to a much better outcome. No, I do not. Not at all. The, the coincidences never enter my mind. I realize, or I, I say to myself, I should, that they happen for a reason. Okay. The way they, you know, like you say, there's an involvement of things to get to that point. And that's just all it is, is that I don't go, oh, my gosh, you know, that's that's really weird. That No, 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 no. Yeah. No. OK. No. There's a reason for everything. I'll give you a, a true life, for example. So I'm out where I went to college and I've been out there a year and just sort of diddly daddling, doing part time work and trying to pursue something. And it's not going that hot. And a friend of mine, very wise and an incredible guy says, Mo, you just need to get out of here and go do something else. Why don't you, you should just travel to Europe or something or just do something different, get your mind off of this and, you know, broaden your horizons. So I come home to the Midwest and this is like June, maybe early June. And so one of my sisters said, yeah, I'll go to Europe with you in the fall when I get done with whatever. So we make plans to do that. And then another sister calls and says, Mo, two of our counselors just got kicked out of camp. Would you want to come be a counselor this summer? And it was a camp I went to when I was a young lad. And without giving it much thought, I said, sure. So I go up to the camp and over the course of the summer, meet the person who turns out to be my wife. Is any of that a coincidence that if that guy wouldn't have told me to leave California, I would have stayed there and not gone to camp, not met my wife, et cetera, et cetera. I always find that pretty fascinating. That is very fascinating. I I would say that's just 
the way your path has been laid out for you. And you followed it and you made the right choices and you got the right woman and all that kind of stuff. Mine was, you're starting to creep me out because, because mine was pretty much the same thing. I used to go to California every winter for 12, 13 years uh-huh. because I, my business was slow in the winter here. So I would go out there and do business out there. I came back only be, for a certain reason because I wasn't going to come back. Is what oh, I'm saying. all right. I, I had to come. I, I just I thought well, I, I got to come back because of this. And I did. And and the day after I got back, my next door neighbor came over and said, hey, I want you to meet somebody. And uh, it wound up being my wife. So uh, that's how I met my wife and, and did that, too. It's kind of the same thing wow. that happened that's, to you. Yeah. So I, I, you know, coincidence might be, I mean, you could use that as a, as a name for, for the things that turned out the way they did. Right. I don't have a problem with the word coincidence. I just don't. I just think things happen for a reason. Yeah. Maybe that's what coincidence means. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's having the right mindset and listening to whatever you want to call your uh, higher consciousness or power or God, because it's still not illegal. I don't think to say that word yet. And uh, just, yeah, I know there's a. Not in your town anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. One nation under God. I, we, we said the uh, pledge of allegiance last week out loud. And it's just so eerie to think of saying that without, under God, like apparently some people do, some schools or whatever, if they even say it anymore, I don't know. Sad. It's very sad. I think the only other thing I have I really need to get CeCe's opinion on, just it's just sort of a silly thing, but it'd be more fun with more fun with three than with two. So how, how about you? Any other cross in your dad that you need to get rid of this week? No, I just I have this one real quick thing, and I'm sure that my my little buddy, I'm going to call him that. I don't want to tell you who he is. I, I mean, I would tell you, but I don't want the audience to know. Uh, I was talking about name-calling, bullying, so on and so forth at school because he's in, I think he's in high school now, freshman. And I asked him, I said, when I was a kid, we would go around and we would say to people that did something stupid, you're retarded. And uh, I said that that word would be so negative to people nowadays. Whereas back then we were just saying you're stupid, right? Oops, which which is that? And, yeah. and I said I said people become offended by that. And this kid said, and he wrote it down for me so I'd remember. Uh huh. He said normal people are more offended by the word retarded than the retarded people. It's sort of like Indians, I think, because I know we did something with uh, some interviews with some Indians slash Native Americans about their culture and stuff. And they said the same thing. They just I mean, it's laughable that, you know, indigenous people or Native Americans, they said we're Indians. That's I mean, we're Cherokee and we're Iroquois and we're Sioux and whatever. And a lot of, interesting. A lot of white people have Sioux in them, too. <laughs> <laughs> Only it's with lawyers. Oh, and with that, we need a rim. <laughs> you need a rim shot sound effect along with all yeah, the other ones. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's. 
It's been another delight to speak with the G-Man who is on top of everything. I was going to say everyone, but it <laughs> would be taken <laughs> in the wrong way. <laughs> Yeah, that, that might be taken a little too far, but it might not, too. Who knows? Okay. All right. Well, we're going to sign off, and we thank everyone for listening and for sharing and for subscribing. I'm sure there's some way that you can get notifications every time a new episode comes out, which is typically Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time for Australia. That's probably Wednesday at noon or something. I'm not sure how that works, but. That would be awesome if we got like feedback from overseas too. Huh, another shrimp on the body? Okay. I didn't mean to say shrimp. I'm that small person. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, well, there goes our terrible. listener. Yeah, yep. it's just, they, just, they just trickle out of his mouth. So we apologize. Yep. Yeah, we do. I'll make it short and sweet. We'll see you next time on The Right Angle. Absolutely. <laughs>